It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan-sided network. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Hump Day. Today, quite a few things to talk about. There was another Timberwolves-related rumor that came out Tuesday, um, a player we talked about a lot before, but not as much recently, that played deep into the playoffs um, as as a possible trade target for the Wolves this year. So I want to talk about that here off the top. That comes from Sham Sharani at The Athletic. Another quick Ben Simmons note and uh, a conversation about trade exceptions, uh, which we haven't really talked about here on the show, but it's a very real thing that a lot of teams have. And the Wolves have some salaries that actually could fit into traded player exceptions pretty well around the league. And it's not going to be a major tool this offseason, but it's worth a mention. And then we'll close by talking a little bit about some Timberwolves play in international uh, exhibitions here again yesterday. Uh, there's The exhibition games are coming fast and furious. The Team USA was in a back-to-back, as was uh, Argentina and Nigeria played again. So all those all those teams with Wolves representation played on Tuesday. So we'll cover all that here on the show today. As always, a quick reminder that if you're not already subscribed to the show, you can subscribe or follow, I should say, anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple, as well as Google, Spotify, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey, spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockdownTWolves and also at BBeacon. That's BBeacon with two Bs, Two E's, C-K-E-N. All right. Um, let's talk real quick. The, the 
the quickest news on that list of things I wanted to talk about is Anthony Edwards. Um, he is back in Minnesota to be evaluated. Remember, it was, I think, about exactly a week ago, middle of last week, when he reportedly sprained his ankle in the Team USA Select, uh, Team USA versus the U.S. Select Team scrimmage. He stepped on Draymond Green's foot. That was according to Brian Windhorst at ESPN and reported that it was a sprain. And then multiple local Timberwolves reporters reported that it was a sprain as well. The Star Tribune's confirming that again and, and uh, talked with Wolves head coach Chris Finch at a Timberwolves basketball camp, a youth camp in the Twin Cities. He confirmed that Edwards was in town and that he would be evaluated by their their uh, medical staff. So Edwards is in the Twin Cities. The Wolves are getting a closer look, but there's no indication. The Star Tribune repeated this, uh, that it was not a knee. It's a, it's, it's a sprain um, is what the Star Tribune's reporting. And again, multiple people have said that it's, that it's an ankle, which is obviously of a lot less concern an ankle sprain would be than anything related to the knee. Um Another Edwards note, kind of cool. He's on the cover of the latest edition of Slam Magazine. I haven't gotten a chance to read the article yet, but I presume he'd be in the feature story. There's some quotes floating around out there about basically the league's not going to know what hit him type of a thing, which sounds like Ant. So uh, be sure to check that out if you are a fan of Slam. And uh, it's, a, it's a cool cover. And uh, that that magazine is for sale now. So um, good, on, good on Ant to get some additional coverage, even though he didn't win the Rookie of the Year award this year. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about trades first. Uh, let's talk about the Simmons note because that one is is something we've been talking about quite a bit, and this isn't a significant change to anything. Uh, but Mark Stein, of course, formerly of ESPN, now has his own report on Substack, and he confirmed in his article that the Timberwolves are, quote, known suitors for Ben Simmons, along with Indiana, Cleveland, Sacramento, and Toronto. Interestingly, none of those are major, you know, obviously Toronto is a major market, but none of those are thought of as like the big market teams that are always in contention for superstars. They're not the LA's, Chicago, the Texas teams, the uh, the Miami. Um, they're all kind of next, they're thought of as the small market teams, Cleveland, Indiana, Sacramento, Minnesota. And the fact that they all, and you know why, it's because they all have, they think they have enough assets to acquire him, but also because they're not, none of those markets are going to acquire a superstar in free agency. So to, uh, to, so to be able to find a three-time all-star, a young superstar who's still developing and improving via trade is, is how those teams know they need to improve. Of those teams, the Wolves have the best assets in terms of actual players to offer, except for maybe Indiana, because if Indiana is willing to part with Demonis Sabonis, for instance, or even a Miles Turner in future picks, uh, you know those are current, uh, in Sabonis's case, a star, Turner's a borderline star, kind of guys who have legit value right now that aren't on insane contracts, uh, but will need to be paid more soon. Whereas the Wolves can offer a guy who's overpaid in D'Angelo Russell or uh, an expiring contract in Ricky Rubio or Malik Beasley, who a year ago everybody thought was about to be overpaid, and and nine months ago they thought he was, who now is seen to be a pretty good value. So, but there's also some risk with Beasley, of course, with the off court issues. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. At, at this point, it seems more likely than not Simmons is traded. Stein also had some notes about about the perception of Simmons. He initially had said he'd finally play for Team Australia in the Olympics, then he backed out following the playoffs. And so Stein talked to uh, talked to Andrew Bogut, of course, longtime NBA player and, and now outspoken, I think, radio host or something, or podcast host, um, and, and an Australian. He said, basically, the the issue in Australia comes from, if you say you're going to do it, do it. Uh, if if you say you're not going to, that's fine. But, but it's the bailing last minute thing. So for Simmons, he's obviously had a rough past few weeks, a, a rough close to the season, stateside, some rough, um, 
I guess, press and, and media back home in Australia, the perception of him has shifted there a little bit as well. And it, it's going to be, certainly there's, I don't think there's any bridges, bridges burned, I should say. I don't think Daryl Morey has said anything publicly that would suggest that oh, we're going to, we're going to get off of Simmons as fast as we can. But there's also a lot here to unwind um, if Simmons does return back to Philadelphia. So it would be a surprise at this point, I think, for Ben Simmons to not be traded, whether that's to Minnesota or elsewhere. And again, compared to some of those other teams that apparently have interest, I feel like the Wolves have a pretty good you know, war chest of assets to, to try and trade for Simmons compared to some of these other teams, the cap space thing being the biggest issue. But again, as I've said before, I think the the way around that is is some sort of sign and trade. And Toronto feels like a team that could get involved there too uh, with the Kyle Lowry ties to, to Philadelphia and, and both to Daryl Morey in the city. So um, that's absolutely something we'll keep an eye on continuously throughout the offseason as he's the biggest name star with a legit I, I think a legit chance of ending up in Minnesota. I'm, I'm certainly not saying it's likely the Wolves trade for him, but of the teams that could get him, the Wolves certainly make sense for multiple reasons. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. Next, I want to talk about John Collins. That's the other star with the trade possibility. He was mentioned, trade possibility to Minnesota. He was mentioned again by Sham Sharani as a target for the Timberwolves, and it's going to be really tough to get a deal for Collins done. But I want to talk about that again here next. We haven't talked about him in a few weeks, and then we'll get into some international talk as well uh, regarding Wolves players and their performances uh, in international exhibitions on Tuesday. First, though, let's talk about the title sponsor from the program today, and that is Spotify Greenroom. This episode is brought to you by Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, Reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Lockdown hosts across the NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA or whatever other league group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown Wolves room is live. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way. We talk sports. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, let's talk a little bit more trade. Um, So John Collins is the other name that has been linked to the Wolves now for almost a year. I think it was like late late last summer, kind of right before the NBA started back up again, or right around the time of the bubble, I guess it would have been. There was some conversation about the Wolves' interest in John Collins, and actually going back even further to last year's trade deadline, he was a name that was kind of bandied about around the time the Wolves ended up getting D'Angelo Russell, and not as much as like an Aaron Gordon, that was the kind of the hot name at the time, but John Collins was kind of floated around knowing that he was going into the last year of his deal. Then last season, Collins turned down reportedly a, a $90 million, I think it was a four-year $90 million contract extension from the Hawks. That was kind of leading into the off season, into next season, or into last season, I should say, the 2021 season. And then he decided to play out the string. The Wolves were continued to be, uh, continued to have rumored interest. 
I had talked about the Wolves trading the number one overall pick in a deal. Maybe it's the number one pick in Culver and they could have gotten back. At the time I was saying uh, Collins and Herter or Collins and you know one of their other young wings. And that would, DeAndre Hunter probably wouldn't have been included at that time. Still probably wouldn't. Um, but that was kind of my proposed deal. I would have been willing to trade the number one overall pick in such a deal. Now, sitting here today, Collins is still an Atlanta Hawk. They did not trade him at the deadline, and and they stuck to their guns and ended up getting to the Eastern Conference Finals despite a rough start to the season, a midseason coaching change, lots of injuries, especially early, um, you know, offseason acquisitions, Chris Dunn, Rajon Rondo, that didn't necessarily work out for them. Uh, but they improved as a team, and a lot of that had to do with John Collins' play. Reportedly at the deadline, and this was uh, uh, Kevin O'Connor at The Ringer reported that the Hawks asked the Timberwolves for Malik Beasley in a first-round pick, among a couple of other things, surely, in exchange for John Collins. The Wolves declined, and that you know is primarily because John Collins was going to be a restricted free agent this summer anyway. So outside of retaining his bird rights, there was really no reason to acquire him at the deadline when he would enter restricted free agency. Now, if the Wolves are going to get him, it's got to be an offer sheet or it's got to be a sign-and-trade. And you have to have the cap space to make it work to sign an offer sheet. The Wolves are not going to have anything resembling max co- max contract cap space. And that's what John Collins is seeking. He's seeking something as close, you know, hopefully he's going to he's gonna try and get the max. And if he doesn't get the max, he's going to get really close. The Wolves simply aren't going to have enough cap space to offer. It's almost like the D'Angelo Russell situation in restricted free agency two years ago when the Wolves took him on the infamous helicopter ride there's a lot of questions as to how they actually would have created cap space that summer anyway. They claim that they could have, but um, I'm not really sure how. And it's a similar situation, only even dicier now, because they do have two max contracts in Towns and D'Angelo Russell. It's possible, but they would have to have all these other moves lined up in order to get John Collins. So the far more likely way to acquire him is via a sign-and-trade with Atlanta, which, of course, is also really complicated. Sign-and-trades are even harder now than they were under the old CBA. Um, and so... At any rate, the rumor itself is Sham Sharania basically just saying that the Wolves are interested. Um, I'm going to pull up his exact verbiage here, but he he says that Dallas, Miami, San Antonio, and the Wolves are all interested in acquiring John Collins, uh, obviously in addition to the Hawks themselves, who say that they want to retain him. Um, here's the exact, uh, this is from The Athletic from Sham Sharania. Says Dallas, Miami, San Antonio, Minnesota are among the teams expected to show interest in Collins, believing he could be attainable as a restricted free agent. However, the Hawks owner is saying that the team wants to retain him. Uh, basically, is is the gist of the rest of it. Uh, I, it's hard for me to see how the Wolves would pull this off, um, unless Atlanta really likes Malik Beasley and thinks the Wolves have something. Remember, in a sign and trade, it's not just Atlanta and Minnesota talking. It's not just Minnesota and John Collins talking. It's all three parties have to agree. It has to be a destination the player wants to go, and Atlanta has to agree to get involved as well. And it would allow Collins to get the most amount of money because of the bird rights that Atlanta has, um, and the Wolves could then give up a couple of assets to Atlanta. Um, it would have to almost be Malik Beasley. I, it's really tough to see how this gets done. We've talked about this before. The only way the Wolves create enough space for another max contract without trading Russell or Towns would be by moving both Malik Beasley and Ricky Rubio. And I, I don't know why Atlanta would have a ton. Of, I mean, I guess both players would fit with what they're trying to do. But is that what the Wolves want to do? Would they rather move both of those guys in a deal like that? Would they rather, um, you know, shuffle some of these pieces elsewhere? And I, I suppose either way, if you're acquiring Ben Simmons, you're trading both those guys as well. So the Wolves can basically pick one major move to make. They don't have two major moves unless they're trading D'Angelo Russell. 
and we've talked about this quite a bit, it's pretty unlikely that they're trading D'Angelo Russell. Now, I mean, maybe Gerson Rosas talks himself into it if he can end up with a lineup that has Simmons plus Collins, Edwards, Towns, whatever. You know, maybe they can make both those moves. But I think it's pretty unlikely. I think that uh, D'Angelo Russell stays on the team, which means that if they make a big move, it's Beasley and it's Rubio that would be elsewhere. Um, and, and I just don't think the Wolves are going to be able to outbid some of these other teams or hold Collins' interest more than some of these other teams uh, like a Dallas, a Miami, a San Antonio, et cetera. Or even Atlanta. I mean, Collins would much rather be in Atlanta, it sounds like, if they're able to reach an agreement. Of course, he's turned down that extension offer previously as well. Um, so we'll see. But that's another name to keep an eye on. I just feel like it's a lot less likely than it would have been a year ago. If the Wolves had pulled off this trade a year ago and then tried to resign Collins themselves, that was a different story. But now trying to pull off a sign and trade and, and having virtually no cap space is going to be really complicated and difficult. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about on the trade front is trade exceptions. And I haven't really covered that on the show. It's not a super exciting thing to talk about, but it's notable. There was an article over at Bleacher Report that talked about uh, trade for every team, not in the finals, which is, of course, 28 teams. Uh, but one of the trades that they covered was the Timberwolves. Oh, and I should note, this is Zach Buckley of Bleacher Report. And the way he did it is he picked all 28 teams that weren't in the finals, or he took all 28, paired them off and said, here's a, here's a trade that would work between these two teams. So the Wolves were paired up with the Utah Jazz, which is interesting. Division foes, uh, you know, it's it's different than some other sports. It's not like they're not going to trade together. But the, 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 the trade here would be the Wolves sending two future second round picks, one in 25 and one in 26, uh, or excuse me, the Wolves receiving two second round picks in exchange for Josh Akogi. So Utah would be getting Josh Akogi into their trade exception, which is $5 million. So that got me thinking, well, first of all, that's not happening because yes, Utah could use another perimeter defender, but the Wolves need perimeter defenders too. So they're not just going to give them away for second round picks that they're not going to get for three to four years. Um, that's not a thing. But uh, it got me thinking about trade exceptions league-wide. And if the Wolves are in a position where they do need to create some space, there's tons of teams with trade exceptions and there's some pretty significant ones out there. Not that, you know, some of these pieces, again, I don't, the Wolves aren't going to give away Josh Akogi for, for second round picks way into the future, but maybe just maybe Jarrett Culver, if the Wolves are trying to free cap space slash free roster spots, maybe Jarrett Culver is a candidate for that. Jake Lehman, if they're just trying to get rid of a roster spot, Perhaps he gets traded into trade exception. Uh, you know, he's got a modest contract. That could happen. There's tons of teams out there with with space. I mean, uh, Philadelphia has got a trade exception. Boston has a massive one. Orlando has has several. Um, Houston has several. There's there's lots of teams that have trade exceptions, and the Wolves have lots of contracts that could fit neatly into some of those smaller trade exceptions as well. Oklahoma City has a ton of them. So. I don't know if it's a Jake Lehman, if it's a Jarrett Culver. I think that's less likely because I, I would like to think the Wolves could do better than simply get, a, um, you know, a, a couple of second round picks. Like, I feel like the size of Culver's contract and the fact that there's still a little bit of future upside should mean that they include him as part of a bigger deal. But if it comes down to it, maybe that's how they get a pick in this year's draft. Maybe they're able to move a Culver or a Jake Lehman, probably not Lehman for a pick, but maybe there's someone on the roster they can move somewhere else into a trade exception to acquire a second rounder in this year's draft. Um, or if or if it's simply a roster clearing, um, a roster spot clearing move in order to facilitate a future deal. But that's a, a thing that we haven't really talked about that I think is notable because of some of these more modest contract the contracts the Wolves have. As difficult as it is to, to pile the Lehman contract and the Akogi and the Culver and you know, certainly like a Jalen Noel contract, you can't really combine all those to, to pull off a trade. They're too small, but they could be just the right size to fit into some of the smaller trade exceptions. So that's something to keep an eye on here 
this offseason as well. Okay, um, next I want to talk about Timberwolves players in international play. There were several players again in action on Tuesday in exhibition play. So we'll get to that here next. First, though, let's talk about Built Bar. Right now, for a limited time only, you can get this limited time flavor, Built Grasshopper Cookie. It's available only this week until supplies, until these are gone. Um, what does it taste like? It's the Built Bar version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie, and they are delicious. I promise you. They are one of my favorite Built Bar flavors. All the flavor without all that sugar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, but only five grams of sugar, believe it or not. And if you haven't tried all the Built Bar flavors and you're not sure what your favorite is yet, get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine main flavors at Built Bar. Um, if you'd rather do that than try Built Grasshopper Cookie. And the macros in Built Bars are phenomenal. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories are ranging from just 130 to 108 calories per bar. Just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams net carbs. All the flavors are amazing. They're all delicious, tasty. They're all healthy for you as well. Order today. Get whatever flavor you'd like, or maybe it's the mix box. Also, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Just a couple weeks out from the Olympics, so it's the perfect time to grab your Built Bars. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's also talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's now in full swing. Midsummer Classic was last night, so we're we're right here in the middle of the season. You can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, as well as the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Plus, I mean, NFL's about to kick off training camp too, believe it or not. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go ahead and jump into discussion about Timberwolves players in international play. Of course, there's several of them and many of them were in action on Tuesday. Uh, U.S. had a back-to-back. They played on Monday night, having dropped their second consecutive game. They lost to Nigeria on Saturday. They lost to Australia on Monday. Uh, both, you know, Nigeria wasn't expected to be great, but they played well in the exhibition season. And then the loss to Australia is certainly not um, not embarrassing by any means. They're very good, even without Ben Simmons. But they played Argentina, who's a team that is supposed to be better than they've been. They're now 0-3 in exhibition play after losing to the U.S. on Tuesday. Um, but it's not exactly a, a, a stacked Argentina team. The U.S. did win. They didn't have Jason Tatum. He sat with a sore knee. And so Zach Levine, former Timberwolves, uh, old friend, former Timberwolves Zach Levine, started for Team USA and played well. He had 15 points, had a monster dunk that I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. Um, he, he was really good. Shot five of six, got to the free throw line a little bit. Um, Kevin Durant shot the ball great, especially early in the game, had 17 points, continues to kind of bounce back. Bradley Beal led the team in minutes and had 17 points on just eight shots himself. Um, And then off the bench, Kevin Love got into the game, played a little bit, hadn't played, I don't think at all to this point. Um, Jeremiah Green played. And then there was some some garbage time minutes for the guys that had gotten pulled up from the select team, Sadiq Bey, um, Josh McGetty. Cameron Reynolds, former Timberwolf, played. So this was a legit, I mean, this was a 28-point victory for Team USA. As for Wolves players, uh, Leandro Bomero comes off the bench for Argentina. He didn't play as much in this one. He only played 11 minutes after, I think he led them in scoring their last game. Uh, but he had just four points on two of three shooting in 11 minutes. And Facundo Campazzo, who of course was somebody the, a year ago, we thought the Wolves would land in an in international free agency. He ended up going to Denver and, and started in, in the playoffs for them uh, in, in their 
shorter than expected playoff run. He had 12 points in this one, but shot just four 12 from the field for, uh, for Argentina. So um, good to see the U.S. get a win. Would love to see Bomero get a bit more run. I'm sure he will once the actual Olympics start. Um, he's going to still be a pretty big part of the rotation. And this game wasn't really, it was, it was pretty out of hand pretty early. Um, the U.S. was up 14 after the first quarter and, and up 16 at halftime. So I would expect to see more of him. And hopefully he ends up uh, facing off against the U.S. at some point in the playoffs. That'd be a lot of fun. The other game of note for Timberwolves fans would be Nigeria versus Australia. Both teams came into the game with 2-0 and records. And uh, Nigeria got blown out. Um, they had been surprised in their first two victories, including the win over the U.S., but they they lost this one 108 to 69. So what is that? A, a 30, 39 point? Yeah, 39 point win um, for Australia over Nigeria. And Australia didn't even play everybody. The names that sat out, Aaron Baines, Matthew Dellavedova, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills. So they sat four NBA players. The only NBA players to, to suit up are Matisse Thibel, uh, Dante Exum, and uh, Josh Green. Other than that, they sat their NBA players and won this thing easily. They got 21 points from Chris Golding off the bench, 17 from Dwap Reith, 15 from Nathan Sobey, and 14 from Jock Landell, or Landale, I should say. Um, so this was... This was not a great loss for Nigeria. Uh, Josh Akogi tied for the team lead with just 10 points scored for Nigeria. He only played 14 minutes. He continues to start for them. And of course, Nigeria has several NBA players from Jaleel Okafor to Ekpe Udo. Um, Precious Achua came off the bench for them after starting in the first couple of games. So they were playing with the rotations a little bit. And again, this game got out of hand early too. It's an exhibition. So they only scored 13 points in the first quarter. They were down at halftime. They're already down by 20. So it's understandable that they may have pulled the shoot on some of these guys' minutes as the game went on. Um, and then it just kept getting worse and worse. But at any rate, a disappointing loss for Nigeria to be sure. But great to see Josh Kogi continue to play well. He's a key part of that team, which hopefully continues to surprise in the actual Olympic tournament here in the next couple of weeks. So the U.S. has a couple more exhibition games. We'll, of course, keep an eye on Team Spain as well with Ricky Rubio and, uh, you know, see what they're up to here in the coming days and weeks. And then once we get into the Olympics, this will be a much more common topic. We'll talk about it every day as as the Olympic Games move on here on the show. So be sure if you're not already following or subscribed to the show that you do so anywhere you listen to podcasts that includes Apple as well as Google, Spotify and the all new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves. That's at Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T and also at B-Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Of course, Lockdown Wolves is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. Coming up next week on the show, we'll have Jake Painting on, working on a time to to talk with him. But he is, uh, I think, one of the foremost experts on Leander Bolmero in the Timberwolves blogosphere, if you will. He's a writer over at Canis Hoopus and has spent a lot of time scouting Bolmero. He also has his own podcast. He used to write with me over at Dunkin' with Wolves. So I'll talk to Jake at some point in the next few days, and we'll have that conversation for you next week. So working on lining that up as Bolmero is very topical heading into both the draft and the Olympics. Um, so we'll be sure to have some additional coverage on Bolmero and his potential fit with the Timberwolves with the current roster as well. So, um, Otherwise, that's all we have for you today here on the show. Uh, a reminder that the show is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 